When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, traders and investors. Are you guys excited to dive on into pre-market prep where you get all the information you guys need to get your market day started? Let's dive into today's show. We're going to talk about, of course, is this a new bull market? We'll take a look at Wall Street's bets. Back at it, baby. We'll take a look. CPI data, traders this week. What are they looking at? The Fed outlook, of course. We'll talk a little bit about the climate bill. We got Buffett, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, operating earnings coming on out. We'll take a look at that. Pelantier earnings, Tyson Food, and of course, we got our guest. It's Market Structure Monday. Tim Quas will be joining us at 835. Let's dive in today's show and welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders. Let's go ahead. Let's bring on the guys, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick. How are we doing, guys? What's up? How was Market. the weekend first? Uh, Good weekend? We, Slow weekend? Uh, you know, a little rest and relaxation, some swimming. What about you, Triple D? I know you're busier house. than all. Get out, house. man. House, house, house. Just doing stuff. Almost like done. Crazy Almost there. done, Dennis. I'm supposed to be moving in in two weeks, but countertops just got delayed a little bit further. So we're going to be the end of the month. Hey. I've given my notice here for uh, where I was renting. So <laughs> I definitely, I need to be out and be homeless here, Mitch. It's gonna, I'm going to be homeless here. Hey, no worries, man. Done, we, so we, we I'll be coming to live with you guys. The, the RV trader. What about your boat? Can you stay on your boat for a couple yeah, days? Yeah, right? A little boat day? That wouldn't be that much fun. <laughs> no. so we gotta All get right, in let's there. dive on in what happened in the futures action overnight joel uh well we had a little dip off the open but by the dippers came in we'll talk with i want to talk about friday a little bit before yeah. you All know right. when when uh after i run these down but knocking on the door last week's high we're up 23 and a quarter 4170 uh we got crude going in the right direction that's actually staying in the 80 handle down 65 cents at 88.36 
Uh, they're like your gold up 950 at 1800.70. Silver back over 20, up 42 cents at 2027. Bitcoin moving off that 20K really nicely, up 1295 at 24,255. And Ethereum features, they're up $109.50 at 1795.50. I'm just going back to the, the jobs number, right? I mean, and I look at it a couple ways. I think someone in the chat made a, a good uh, a good point. A lot of a lot of um, summer hiring going on, right? July, right? Kids back from college, kids out of high school, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't think that. I mean, the number was hot, you know hot, I guess, and so that that's a bad thing. But also, I think what the market thought was. Well, we're not going into a recession. Yeah, we may have higher interest rates, but we said in what we've been trying or I've been trying to, you know, stick with is like, yeah, maybe we're going into recession, but man, I just don't see the signs yet. So the market thought about it over the weekend. Uh, nothing happened uh, on the macro front. And uh, here we are up at the highs from last week. What do you think, I, Triple D? That's the main thing is that not much is happening with China. They're doing some drills, more drills. There's nothing serious happened there. And I think maybe the way to play this market is just stay long until the major headline comes from China. It's going to drop a big one. It's going to drop a doozy eventually. But drills, sanctions, those aren't doozies. Something that's you know, serious would be like invasion or something or something more to the point of invasion. Or I like I said, you know, something to the supply chain. A doozy will come. But, I mean, you can't argue with the tape. And, you know, I've got bearish here in the last week and a half. S&P's really went nowhere. But you can't argue with this. Like, you can see that the risk-on environment has accelerated. Even though the S&P hasn't gone anywhere, risk-on has accelerated. And we're seeing that in, obviously, the meme stocks, AMC, taking off here once again. You know, like you were saying, Mitch, is a good segue in their opening segment is Wall Street, Bats, Reddit, um, you know, the, the apes, they're all back. And they're back with a vengeance here right now. I mean, AMC turned around, key reversal, Joel, off of the earnings. They never stopped buying it all day Friday. They've come in this morning. They've continued to buy the stock. They've, they've, it's now spilled over into the other, you know, short interest stocks that we, you know, we used to have on that list we talked about. But I mean, Bed Bath and Beyond basically taking off and doubling here in five days, Joel. Bed Bath and Beyond. So. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Before we dive into the chart, I wanted to show us a, a little of data here from QuiverQuant on Wall Street Bets. Um, it tracks dimensions on Reddit. Um, of course, you see Triple oh, B cool. uh, leading here. Um, second? And then it's hard to you see. You got I've... GME and Palantir. Um, those are the next two that would be kind of <clears throat> mentioned up. And so you can see here about uh, 121 mentions, 830% compared to Triple uh, B is about 700. Didn't we go over this mentions. before, though? Like, yeah, we used to go over this. No, 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 no. To... But like, okay. I mean, who who do you think are? I mean, it's just not the apes doing this. I mean, the big boys are in on this. This it's, is not. It's driven by the big boys. It's driven. It's them. all about the. Yeah. 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 It's the I rotation. Mean... You start to smell it. You start to say, okay, the retail's going in. You're right. Yeah. There's hedge funds coming in here. There's Heck other yeah. ones that are coming in to make the money. Um. Yeah, like like we were saying, you know, it's algorithmic driven as well. So it's, oh, it, you're right. right. You're right, Joel. That's it's, the it's, tail, it's, it's tail retail. Dog, retail I mean. is the catalyst. <laughs> the Wall Street bets is the catalyst, and then you know the momentum ignition. Momentum traders all just jump in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got you can't miss the party, right? If there's gonna be a party. 
And I mean, it's hard to argue with this. And this is why I've got to get off this five-day bear train. You know, I was on the bull train. I've got to get off it. I'm going to go full bearish when I see the major headline drop. That's what I decide over the weekend. There's no sense getting off the bull train here completely. Might as well get back on it. Because I'm fast enough. I feel like I'm fast enough as a trader (laughs) to get the hell out when the gettings. You know, this is what I do. I get on the turns. The major headline is going to drop from China at some point in time. It's impossible to time that. And if we don't get a major headline from China, we're going to continue to climb this wall of worry because right now they don't care about higher rates. They do see that the jobs are fine. I mean, I can see McDonald's, you know, like big sign when I drive by my McDonald's hiring $16 an hour. Like, I mean, okay, yeah, we're in Canadian dollars, but it's serious money. Like I, when I started McDonald's or I never worked at McDonald's, but when I was starting to work, it was six bucks an hour. You know, like we've got, you know, a labor issue where people don't want to work as much. So it's that's the major issue for labor is there's if you want a job, there's jobs everywhere. And the the pay is pretty decent. It sucks, you know, that we're paying more for goods, but the pay is going up as well. So I think the market's just accepted the fact that, you know, inflation's going to be here, but we're going to get a little bit more under control. The market does believe as well as I that we did peak inflation there last month and July is going to look, you know, the number when we get here, obviously in August, is going to look better. And I think this bull train continues. So, I mean, as a trader, you've got to admit when you're wrong, for five days here, I've been fighting it saying, well, it's China, something going to in China. It's going to pull the rug, going to pull the rug. They pull their jobs number. And I was like, I thought it was going to hold. I thought, you know, with the, the jobs and, and hitting the market hard on Friday, okay, like, well, this is the catalyst. And they just bought it right back again. So as a trader, got to admit when you're wrong. So far, definitely wrong with that call from five days ago. I'm lucky because the S&P has really went nowhere. So I'm not even losing on that real, you know, overall. I mean, if you're in the small little stock shorting those, you're losing. But, you know, I trade the big stuff. Um, I think I think you stay bullish until a major headline drops from China. That's how I think. Well, what can, I mean, are you, are you talking like you're, you're going to go flat to the core on something like that? Like, you know, like. You know, you said you're going to dump everything. No, overnight. No. What are you talking about? I'm you talking said like bullish. when you see the big hole line. No, you said but when the big headline comes out. I'll be shorting stocks left and right. right. Okay. So okay. a trading account will all of a sudden go from long to short in a oh, Right. Okay. So okay. I'm I'm fast enough that I believe that even if that headline comes at 7, if it comes when I'm sleeping, that's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. And that could happen too. <laughs> yeah. But I could. think – and I, I think the initial headline, they probably will buy the dip on anyways and give you a second chance. So there's no reason to go full bearish here until you start to see the market really start to react. I mean, if they're just going to do sanctions and do testing around, this is nothing. So you know, maybe I'm wrong with you know the serious repercussions, but I do think they're still coming. So I'm not saying I'm going full in on investing in this market. But I think as a trader, I think you got to stay on the bull train until China knocks that train off the rails. So I'm going to wait until they actually knock it off the rails. That's all right. Just to it. kind of bring some statements there. The traders are now pricing in a likelihood of a 75 basis point hike rate. Um, that would be next month. Of course, we'll get CPI data on Wednesday. And then we'll also get the next CPI data before that Fed meeting. That's where I get a little bit concerned. That's where I've been thinking that we could get inflation to peak this Wednesday. And then what would happen if it ramped back up? the following month and then right before the fed meeting so that's what i'm going to keep in mind we'll see what happens here definitely wall street's bets back at it again triple by big big move amc has made a huge move also i don't think we even touched that 
Um, but we're going to keep on watch all these uh, Wall Street bet stocks. Well, AMC is the driver. We did touch. We talked it right off the bat. And this is the driver. This isn't even in. And obviously, the iRobot takeover I thought was catalyst too. But the AMC turnaround on Friday was the absolute driver. AMC is driving the bus for all these other meme stocks right now. AMC is driving Bed Bath & Beyond is in shotgun. That's what's happening right now. You got AMC driving the bus, Bed Bath & Beyond, shotgun, and then you have all the other little memesters, you know, the stocks, you know, that we've talked about before that have all started to kickstart. The, the, the money, companies that don't make money, the companies that are burning cash, that's what they're hungry for right now. The companies, and there's a whole list. You just gave a few of them. You know, go back to a Palantir. Does Palantir get the, I, I don't have a position in it. Does Palantir get the, get buy the dippers come in here, Joel? They very well could. I, I, I think they likely do. Yeah. I think that there's a very high likely that they come in here because this is the kind of stock that's the Reddit stock. This is a dip. They're buying Lower dips price. right now. It's the earnings suck. Like, give us the earnings on Palantir. Yeah, let's give the earnings Mitch. here. Uh, adjusted EPS coming in at a loss of one cent, missing the three cent estimate. Sales at four hundred and seventy-three million, beating the four hundred and seventy-one point three four million. And it gave light guidance for Q three sales. I think uh, I think they don't care. I think that they're hitting it this morning, and I think they're probably coming to buy this dip. So I'd be a dip buyer in Palantir. I have no position in it yet. But we'll see at the open how it does. I mean, it's scary when you're buying stocks on crappy earnings and they're getting hammered to the tune of 13%, you know, and we've seen in this environment where that stuff can continue. So it's a high, high risk play. Do you have a level, Joel? Maybe yeah, I do. I mean, Give me a level. Yeah, no, I mean, you got your pre-market low, but does a nine look like a sneaky number? What's the pre-market low? Yeah, I was just, well, first thing I was going to say, 960 is <laughs> the pre-market low. That's where they're nibbling. They're just okay. nibbling, you know. They're not showing anything, uh, but uh, and you you get to whoosh off the open too, right? I don't know how many people have sell stops in this, but <laughs> closed at eleven forty five. People are down a buck sixty. They were hoping, uh, you know, a good earnings report. So you're going, you know, also a lot of buyers into the report, so they're going to get smoked. It could be one of those where you get that quick flush down and not first things first, take out the pre market low, and then that nine is just sticking out at me, right? Look these lows you got a couple lows under nine but i agree with you i just kind of, it doesn't feel like it has the has the jets to get down there but we'll see we'll see off the open when the liquidity comes in All well right. it's already traded eight million so i really shouldn't say that I, I, it's heavy it's trading heavy let's see if it can change after the open what i would say is when i'm trading these stocks and you know and you've given me this tip joel way back from when we started in 1999 at least i started in 1999 the one tip you gave me, which I still use today, was if you're you know, trading something wild like this or even in any stock, you see it open and then it flushes a bit. If it comes back up through that opening price, that's where you strike. So we have no information on that. We don't know where Palantir is going to open. I'm challenging. I don't even know if it's going to open under 10. So I think buy the dippers could come in before the pre-market. But let's say get the open. Let's say it opens at 10 bucks, flushes down to like 955 or 960, and then starts coming back up through 10 and gets up over 10. That's where stuff reverses because there's so many traders marked from that opening price. That's where they'll scramble and cover. People are saying, okay, it's going to be the gap and go down, you know, the gap and follow through. They're going to be wrong if that thing comes back up through the opening price. So mark down where it opens, not where it open, where it opens on the primary exchange, which is obviously New York Stock Exchange has a big opening print. Mark that down. And then if it comes back up through that opening price, that's where I would strike. And then you use that 
low of the day. So if it, let's just say hypothetical, setting up a trade for you, just hypothetical. We don't know where it's going to open. It's a long time from now. Say it opens at 10, flushes to 9.75, back up over 10. You're buying it at 10.05 because it's coming through. And I'm stopping myself out the low of the day. The there, I was just going to say. Yep. That's the whole setup. So, and then, you know, your targets, you know, taken obviously maybe from a two to one from your risk or a three to one or maybe even more. Um, but on a I do day think, like this, yeah. I do think it sets up well for the buy the dippers to come in here. I don't know when they're going to come in, but I mean, this is the market that they just seem to come in and this is the kind of stock that is hot right now. So even though they've reported on a bat, you know, they're reporting and it's getting hit. This is the kind of stock that people are hungry for right now. So I think it sets up well for a buy the dip. All right, let's continue going here. What else will they be hungry for? I'm wondering, will they be hungry for the solar stocks after, of course, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act passing? Um, of course, this includes a lot of focus for solar. Solar getting a big lift. Let's look at First Solar here. At First Solar is rallying more than 20% after the passage, of course, of the Infl uh, Inflation Reduction Act and JPM upgrading the shares to overweight from neutral and said that it could rally more than 20% with this pass of the climate bill. The pile on trade here off this climate bill and the pile on trade off these solar stocks, the momentum trade, it's fully back on. I mean, first solar five, eight days ago was 70 bucks, 107. We've got two analysts, not just one here this morning, Mitch. We've got two of them upgrading it this morning. I mean, the oh, full whoa. chase is on. Panic mode from analysts, panic mode from people. I mean, Should the full trade is prep. fully on right now. First Solar upgraded, you said, from the J.P. Morgan. Also, Guggenheim upgrading it as well here this morning. Mm. Um, so you got the double upgrade from First Solar. Climate Bill fueling these things. I mean, I sold my son Power. I hedged it out. I should never have done that. The thing just keeps continuing to go. Um, I did not see that continual momentum from the solar. Every time they talk about it, I mean, it gets they keep going here. So full-on FOMO, you know, crazy town is back here in some of these stocks. These are big moves. It's ring the register opportunities for some of these things because they're such big moves. But, you know, like a Bed Bath & Beyond this morning taken away from solar. I mean, people are saying, would you buy it here now? I'm like, it just went from 4 bucks <laughs> to 11 and, it, and the company was shutting off, you know, the, from the New York Post in the summer. They were turning <laughs> off the air conditioning to save money. I mean, Yeah, this that's is, where I got confused. I was like, where's the but, but it doesn't matter. business? Fundamentals don't matter right now because you're in mo you're in FOMO mode. When FOMO mm. mode takes over, nobody's looking at fundamentals. That's why I think Palantir could catch a bit. So, no. anyways, that's my little rant here. But it it's hard to short this stuff. It's hard to short rocket ships. I never short a rocket ship. Going back, we're teaching here a little bit this morning. Rocket ship mode. Stocks going rocket ship mode. I'm not like, oh yeah, let's short that. Hell no. I'm about protecting the capital. I don't know where Bed Bath and Beyond would be $13. It would be 15 It's like that, what was that, HKD from last week. I was like, it's going to end ugly, but I don't know where it ends. And I was like, when it was like 800 bucks, I said 1000 could go to 2000 You know, I was just saying tongue in cheek. Ends up going to 2500 that day. So you're short at 800 You end up being right because the stock's back down here at 540 But you're going to be able to hold through all that 2500 You couldn't get a locate on the thing anyways, but. I mean, Coinbase, another one that's just exploded here. I mean, $101 here now. Um, this is FOMO. We're back. FOMO's back right now. Yeah. So and you can't argue how, with it. Look how long it persisted to last time. I mean, it wasn't. It, it went last on for a while. For, yeah. It lasted, it lasted for a long time. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, the uh, I, I don't know who came up with the name Inflation Reduction Act, you know, when you uh, 
when you're throwing a half a billion, you know, (laughs) like a trillion dollars or whatever. I don't know how. how You didn't know you you turned off uh, fires (laughs) by pouring gasoline on it, Joel? I don't know what I saw that meme. Yeah. Um, as far as these solar stars go, no positions. Uh, always, it's a good key to, you know, keep an eye on the on the pre market high. I'm sure you'll get uh, some acceleration through that, but that could give you just a, an idea. The only one I saw with a level corresponding to where it's trading is mm-hmm. first solar, and uh, so that gives a little more credence. One hundred eight eighteen. That was your December twenty one high. Um, and that's where you're trading right now. But you know what's not? Um, you know what's not participating? Pot. Pot's not participating. Wasn't pot part of like the whole meme? Maybe the one that's too? not participating, because I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, I should have said. <laughs> I, what, what, I have what's a question not on pot. Pot. Which stocks? Because I'm looking like here. CGC Tilray. They have news on Friday. They went. They went down. You're right. That's the yeah. next ones to go. There you go. Joel just gave it to you. That's probably the next little you know bubble to start in. Start going up here again. I mean, those are good candidates, Joel. Maybe we should go through candidates that could just start popping here. I'll put those pot stocks on that list. Not saying we're investing in these things, but no. as trades right now, I don't think you argue with Joel's. Uh, Joel's and they I haven't mean, gone yet. If anything, don't be short them. You oh, know, if you it, don't yeah. short any of this stuff right now, danger. Yeah. Well, Robinson, danger. <laughs> yeah, you also got talks, of course, of the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, um, but I don't think that that will actually pass through. Um, that's why pot stocks were moving in the first place. But maybe these can run off of being high uh, short interest float stocks. The one in solar that I'm going to watch, and I wanted to ask Dennis what he thought was SEDG. Of course, they got hit on their earnings. It pulled back here. What do you think about this one setting up now as you see MPH going through the all, the, the high at least right now? Well, the dip by the dip has already started in this thing. And I think the mm-hmm. opportunity was the little double bottom we had from 294 to 292. And now it starts to move up here again. Can it fill the gap? I mean, they're in full by the dip mode, so it might. I think there's easier trades out there than this. I like Joel's pot stocks as opposed to jumping in and chasing some of these solar stocks. Okay. But SEDG, I mean, EMPH making new all-time highs. And SEDG is going to be up here today. It's up three bucks here in the pre-market. I mean, if it gets through, it's high of the day from the gap down day, 329. Then you start thinking, oh, it could go to 350 and fill the gap. But I think that's kind of in the middle of nowhere. I'd probably just lay off because I don't see an easy setup there. Little different market structure here because you did, you know, you got to 370, you know, put in a double top and then just got sandbagged by the earnings. So there's people looking. I mean, I'd look at, uh, I drew this in before. I thought they'd fill the gap under 300. And I mean, it could definitely go up and fill the gap. Dennis made a good point there. 350 even would fill the gap. Uh, but I think there's people like, hey, I, if it gets back to 345, I, I'm out. You know, one of those kind of situations after buying it uh, above 360, 370. So it's amazing how this market has just screwed everyone. Like when you think about like everybody crowding into oil a month and a half ago, everybody crowding. Oh. And that's the one thing that just keeps going down. I mean, you know, you got oil down here again this morning. And don't kid yourself. It's still the catalyst. Oil hadn't had a great day last couple of days. NASDAQ starts to, you know, catch a bit here again. So I mean, on Friday, it wasn't looking too bad, though. It started bouncing back. We're wondering. Did Trying, what? But then there's sellers. Now you got the, the, you got the yeah, bag exactly. trade. Like, yep. people are stuck. And they're like, oh, please give me my money back. Because, you know, nobody takes a loss on Wall Street because they're all idiots. 
So, I mean, this is, you know, what we have. And now you have bag holders all over the place here. So it's hard for this stuff to just bounce back. But, you know, everybody's already been destroyed in all these meme stocks. They've bag holded so much. I mean, that, you know, the person who bought Bed Bath & Beyond at 25, it goes from 5 to 11. That's nice and everything. But they're still, you know, destroyed in it. So, I mean, there's room to the upside because the bag holders are just so much bloody higher. Do you know who's that? And I haven't seen it on the wires yet, but uh, is Warren been been buying the dip in Oxy and all these things? Remember he will, when, probably. Yeah, but he didn't. No, I mean, he didn't yet. A, yeah, he hasn't yet. Yeah, at least we haven't seen it come across yet. Yeah. I mean, he could be in there nibbling, but uh, yeah, that's one interesting thing. And Dennis, you also, you talk about, you know, the market structure, you know, when you have big drops like that. I pointed out last week uh, with the crude oil, I mean, you get, you got some thick uh, red uh, monthly candles there, right? I mean, you go back to this succession, of course, you had a little thing, a pandemic where it went from uh, 60, you know, whatever will this chart shows negative, but we know that was just uh, an aberration, 10 bucks. I mean, as much as it was undervalued at 10, it had to be that much overvalued at, tw- you know, at 120. So I could see it coming home and finding a home between 60 and 80. I mean, Citigroup, man, when did they make that call? I wish I would have marked that on here. Remember that? Well, I bet you, was it this day that Citigroup did that? I don't even remember it at all, Joel, oh. call. I, if oh, I remembered yeah. all these analyst calls, I'd drive myself nuts. If but it goes you gotta in, remember most calls, I trade that day and it goes in one ear and out the other because I don't want all their nonsense opinions to influence. But Dennis, opinion. if I put it on the chart like that and I write it on the chart, then you gotta remember it because we pull up crude. <laughs> you guys, we so Citigroup had a year end target of sixty five, so it was a good call. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I know you guys are thinking. I know, Mitch. You're still bullish. I'm You're still there. Bullish. You're still bullish. I'm still oil. there, man. I know. I, 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 know. I, I, I just don't see it. I, I mean, at least from what I know about supply and demand, it still hasn't come back. And so uh, Mitch, I think demand Mitch, can come back with China if China really reopens. But this, I don't Mitch, know. This is, this is one fundamental thing I'm going to teach you about crude oil. Okay. And the supply and demand, the supply figures that you get. Mm-hmm are bogus, okay? They're not true information. What OPEC is giving you, what Russia is giving you, this is that's not the truth. They are pumping. They are putting out, may not be showing up in the data, okay? But they're pumping, and there's a lot of supply out there. <laughs> they are not missing out the opportunity to sell this. Sell it why, the is there, why is there backwardation? In the futures contracts, I told you I would flip when there's contangle. There, there, the it might even be double or triple what the supply in demand. You know, I if we're going into recession, demand's going to crash. If you know, I don't think we're in a full blown recession, but you can't like those data numbers. I used to look at them where they come out on Tuesday and Wednesday. They're they're like it's like reading the Wall Street Journal as opposed to listening to pre-market prep, okay? <laughs> so you got to get that out of your head. It, the, the support, you're giving bad, you're, you're, you're basing your analysis eh. on bad information. 
I'll, I'll tell my oil experts that. Who's your oil expert? What are they saying? Bring them on the show. I'd love to talk to them. I got you. I got you. I'll bring them on. No worries. We'll definitely talk about it. The one it's something thing to, to consider keep out there, and I'm going to say it again. I went the rant, is that 90% of the experts out there aren't as expert as they think they are. Dun, and dun, that includes dun. ourselves. That includes me as yes. well. I know. I don't I know. talk. Why, why don't I talk about pumping oil and all this other stuff? I don't know anything about that. I know about trading. I know about reading charts. I know about reading, you know, these waves of demand that go into certain sectors, relationships. I don't have any foggiest notion. I'm not an economist. I took 70 okay. economics courses. It's all when, you know, it's 25 years ago. I don't remember any of that stuff. You know, I know the basics, you know, but I don't jump into any of this stuff in my analysis. And you know what? I'm successful without knowing all that stuff. You don't need to, you're never going to make more money trading by simply going through spreadsheets and analyzing the balance sheets of a company and then figuring all this out. You probably are never going to make any more money. You're wasting your time. If you're trying to be a trader, a full-time trader, you need to know your technical analysis. You need to know, like, you need to be able to identify the catalyst, but you don't need to understand it even. You just need to be able to identify that this is a catalyst. You don't need to get into the details. And the people who are experts coming on CNBC, honestly, I'd like to see their trading records because a lot of these people don't even trade. A lot of them are just making calls. These analysts that analyze stuff are making calls. And we know from, you know, statistics that, you know, 80% of them do not beat the S&P of these analysts and these experts. I mean, there's some fantastic ones out there. Don't kid yourself. There's certain ones that move stocks and you have to respect their opinions. It's not prudent to just ignore it because they move price, but it's not prudent to just invest because some analyst tells you that, oh yeah, this is the time to buy. Definitely. We'll see what happens. I mean, they always say analysts maybe uh, chasing price, but let's go to Berkshire Hathaway operating expenses coming in here at 9.28 billion in the second quarter, marking a 38.8% increase from a year ago. The company posted a $53 billion loss in its investment during the quarter. And of course, the Occidental Petroleum stake since March, uh, given Berkshire a 19.4% uh, stake in Occidental uh, worth about $10.9 billion. Oh, Burke. This is one of the boring ones to trade right now. So much yeah. exciting stuff. We're back to meme stocks and excitement, and Burke's is sitting here meandering. This is not the stock that's going to participate. Yes. You know, if we're going into full risk on mode, believe it or not, Berkshire Hathaway is more of a risk off. Like, it's, a, it's obviously a fund, but it's more of a risk off stock. So it'll participate a little bit, but it isn't going to rip, roar, and hire. It's not like Warren. Warren is a conservative investor, much like myself. I think you invest like Warren, but you trade like, you know, and I don't even know if I have a good example, but, you know, you, you trade what you see, you trade, you, you can swing around. But, you know, Warren's good for investing, but it's not so much of a trading vehicle. Nah, let's see. It's trading up a little bit. Uh, for you, uh, uh, I don't know how many people trade this. I'm sure not many trade Brick A. Uh, but uh, how about I don't even 96? bring it on my screen, Brick A, because uh, I'm scared. You, you know, wanna... I've accidentally buy, hit the buy button on the thing. I never even bring it on my screen because I don't want to have the spread so wide. Never want to, never want a fat finger on Brick A. I tell you that much. Ninety six to ninety six. There's a there's a pair of highs in that area. If you're interested, if anybody's trading that today, keep an eye. Two ninety five eighty eight. Two ninety five. 98 uh those are your highs from wednesday and thursday 
All right, let's go towards the next earning stock. We'll go towards Tyson Food here. Adjusted EPS coming in at $1.94, missing the $1.97 estimate. Sales at $13.49 billion, beating the $13.24 billion estimate. What's up in the chicken? Chicken Eating is more not chicken? popcorn. Chicken is not movie popcorn, so this is not the stock that they're going to be, oh, yeah, 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 Tyson Chicken. Let's make this one go. <laughs> Boring stock, not on Reddit, not on Wall Street Bats, not in your social media Twitter feed, not an ape stock, not the stock that's kind of going right now. So I would much rather buy the dip and pound here right now than I would in Tyson Chicken, at least from a trading perspective. 81, 80, 82. Look at all those lows down there. That's at least where you've seen some uh, the big boys step up. So that's uh, that'd be the first area. That's a buck 16 away. Uh, recent low of the move was in the 81 handle. Uh, actually, it was in the 80 handle, 80.88. So 81.82 buy zone. If, you, if you're looking to get a big buy piece zone. off, Tyson Chicken. Did you see Beyond Meat? We missed Beyond Meat. Well, that, we talked about it a little bit on Friday. Believe, yeah. But it, yep. it's, again, this is the stock. These are the stocks they're buying right now. This is not, you know, it's hard to chase this stuff now. But he got on for a trade. You're riding the wave here. There's a wave of stocks that are burning cash, crappy companies, really, for a better, you know, lack of a better word. It's companies that are struggling. That's what they're buying right now. They're hungry for these stocks beyond me. So go back to your list from like a year ago. What was hot and what was, you know, moving when, you know, AMC and GME started going. Bed Bath Beyond obviously pops on everybody's list. Why it went first. Beyond Meat was there. iRobot was there too, and that's why I still say the buy, the the takeover of iRobot by yep. Amazon. It was one. AMC is probably the real driver of the bus, but the iRobot getting bought by Amazon didn't hurt because a lot of Wall Street bets was really interested in that iRobot back in the day. So that helps too. They're, they're I think it was These also, guys are hungry again. They're like, it's working again. I think Let's it was go. also that H, HKD. You got to keep that one in mind. For I think sure, that's man. what started it all. Yeah, really, I if there's so. one that yeah. started it all, it's that one. And then all of a sudden, everyone was like, oh, this is just going to go into everybody else's stock. Yeah, and then you got. I think you're right, Mitch. I, I could get on board with that being one of the catalysts. Because we needed a ridiculous well. move. And yeah, that you're was right. ridiculous. Yeah. That was like beyond ridiculous. Yeah. That, that HKD. Wall Street that, Bets likes ridiculousness. That, that, yeah. that probably. Because their juice is flowing, you know? It does. And you know what? You got to pay attention. You don't pay attention to Wall Street Bets all the time, but when stocks are going like this, you got to pay attention to, you know, that those lists anyways. You know, what's high short interest? You know, you can go to that whole list. What was that site? I got one to? for us to watch that it actually you, reports after the bell. It's Clove. C-L-O-V. I'm, see, I'm yeah, scared I to buy that re- one. when they report because they're reporting yeah. crappy earnings. So it's scary to buy and take Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying maybe today, maybe intraday action is something yeah. that I'll be watching for in this Wasn't one. it highshortinterest.com? Is that still a site? I haven't been there for like six months. Highshortinterest.com. <laughs> I'm where I'm looking. So Bed Bath & Beyond is the number one ticker there. And then there's – I'm just looking at highshortinterest.com. I'm doing this live with you right now. And then you got ICPT. Has, even, has that moved yet? Uh, oh, yeah. See, that's moved. Look at that thing. 12 to 17. It's already starting to go. We're late there. to the party here. Big Lots. Big yeah, Lots is up there. I well, I don't, well, I big think... Lots, yeah. You can see. You know, It's kind of reversed there a little bit too. Decent Friday. So that's a sneaky one that could get some follow-through. Mm-hmm. Upstart. We've been calling it downstart for a while. But all of a sudden, you know, it's starting to upstart again. Nicola on the list. Nicola oh, yeah, is like number it. 10 on the list. And no, it's no, been no. moving up higher here. <laughs> Fubo how about Ride? had earnings. How about Ride, Ride is on Ride. What happened to Ride? Look at Ride. Woo-hoo! It was riding. They were riding it up and then they killed it. 
Actually, I probably that pullback maybe is a little short-term trading opportunity. <laughs> Your, the workhorse is back on the list. It's been moving uh, up the last week that and one half, last five days. The big five systems, that one's not. Oh, they reported crappy earnings. So I don't know what that one. Carvana's been CVNA. That was the move on Friday. They had earnings and they just <laughs> continued Thursday night earnings. Friday started buying, couldn't stop it. But look at that list. I mean, there's some stocks on that list. I've got a couple of stocks on that list. Um, but you know, there's some stocks on that list that you know could potentially go continue to go. I don't want to chase though. So I'm I'm more of the laggard. Like what hasn't went yet? Like what Joel says. Joel says the pot stocks haven't went. I was like, well, that's interesting because I'm not risking as I don't much when you when you're buying a stock up thirty percent like Bed Bath and Beyond. Well, it's air below you now. Now I how do I control the risk? With six bucks two days ago, now it's eleven. Thing pulls to ten nine. It's still you know in takeoff mode, but I'm down twenty percent. So I got to be able to control the risk. So I like your idea of what hasn't gone yet. Something definitely to keep on watch. There's a lot of names there that you guys can take a look at. Yeah. Let's take a look at the Kathy Nader. Uh, Kathy's coming back, man. Above 50 oh, now. She's full of Daily, these names. Daily is, is starting to get out of that bearish range there. Well, how are you feeling now? I mean, it looks like Dennis got that low end, baby. I see that I, 40. That 40 didn't I even come close. I called it 10 minutes after it happened on May 13th. Go back <laughs> exactly. to my tweet. May 12th. 10 minutes. 9.45 was Dennis my tweet. With the call I was like, there. I think it just had a capitulatory bottom. They retested in June and it held. And I'm going to say it again. 2022 low in ARKK. Okay, is it's in. been holding. Yeah. yeah. And I, again, it doesn't mean I love her strategies. It doesn't mean you know I'm investing along with her. But it I does mean, mean that I want to trade her stocks from the bull side right now. So, you know, they're coming in. So what does she own? She owns a lot of these same names that we've been talking about. Some of the beat up names. Like, I don't know if it's if she's got Carvana, but there's a lot of names similar to that that she owns. I know she's loaded right up at Teladoc. Roku's been a disaster for her, but they bought the dip in Roku too, Joel. Yeah, they did. They, they did. came hard hard for the dip in Roku. Got down to 65 days later. Can't believe we made back that up. gap. That buy the dip, man. As much as sell the is working, that buy the dip it. is working right now. <laughs> I remember when we first saw it on that first day where it was coming back. We're like, could it make the whole gap? Yeah. It did. It look at five days. It and what about how the, big the shadows same are. thing? With, well, what about Walmart? Okay, we made back. the gap too. <laughs> now Walmart's not the stock though. It's just, no, it's, it's not, not down here again. It's nah, not this. Nah. You know, oh, yeah, not Walmart money burning nah. machine that they want. Right? They want the money burning machines, Joel. They don't want. This still money making. Sell machine. stuff. I mean, come on. <laughs> Positive earnings? Get that off my radar. Yeah, who wants positive earnings? We want disaster earnings. And we buy the dip on them, we make money. A little bit of joking there, but somewhat serious too right now. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into everybody's favorite part of Mondays, which is, of course, Market Structure Monday. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's bring I'm on Tim Claus. We're Tim. back, baby. Let's I'm get into it. How you We're doing, really Tim? Here today. <laughs> what do Dennis, you think of these meme stocks? We've been talking meme stocks all morning. It's been a while. How like about AMC that? and GME and Bed Bath and Beyond. And a, a few of these names. And AMTD, right? Mm. Oh, Did yeah. you see oh, AMTD? Yeah, right. That's, yeah. Briefly, uh, four hundred billion in market cap, and then back to oh yeah, the other one, the one right on the HKD, was HKD, yeah, HKD, yeah, it became the eleven. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, it was Mm -hmm. HKD, and AMTD Mm -hmm. owned the majority stake in HKD, but it didn't even have close to the market cap. (laughs) That the inefficiencies there just abounding. But did you play that HKD, or you don't touch that kind of stuff? I do. That's above everybody's pay grade. There, Mm -hmm. that's that's gambling. it, it it is now. I've I've traded uh, meme stocks, uh, but always with market structure edge. I mean, I'm gonna I will always look at uh, the supply demand balance before I do something like that. But you can. I mean, you you could. Do, do you it. have what, HKD what do you guys... in there? Do you have that stock even in there? It's so mm, new. It's, pro- it's probably probably not. Let me yeah. let me just take a look. It's been one, uh, two. It's only been out less than a Preferably not. <laughs> right, right, exactly. We don't, we don't want to encourage that behavior. Uh, no, I don't see it. I don't see it. Okay. Uh, so what were you, what did you conclude about these uh, meme stocks? By the way, there, you, know, you can go back and look historically and see where those things are occurring by looking at short volume in the market. Well, let's look I, at I can some show of that. You, but, uh, yeah, yeah, jump in and let's okay. let's see some of that because we were trying to look right now. So this morning before you came on the show, mm-hmm. we've been talking about AMC being the leader driving the bus, okay. Bed Bath & Beyond driving the bus here now. We're starting to see some of these meme stocks really pick it up. And we're trying to look which ones haven't gone yet. And what Joel was just, maybe we should have started here. Joel's starting with pot stocks. He's like, okay. well, they haven't gone yet. Tilray hasn't gone anywhere. CGC right. hasn't gone anywhere. ACB, Aurora Cannabis, which is the dog of dogs, hasn't gone anywhere. Do these dogs start barking? Tim, tell us. Well, <clears throat> so again, I look at supply and demand. So for those who have, who have never uh, been to a Market Structure Monday discussion, welcome. Uh, so when I say supply and demand, here is, here is a cannabis portfolio. And so the top chart is demand. And it's an algorithm that normalizes the buying and selling by investors and traders to a 10-point scale. And the more time that stocks spend above five, the better they tend to do. Uh, the, the bottom chart is short volume, which is the, the supply chain of the market. So the creation or the borrowing of stock is key to the way that the market functions. <clears throat> so if I look at cannabis stocks here, interestingly, they actually have divergence between supply and demand. So supply is constrained. It's below the, the, the trend line there. This is kind of hard to see. I'll zoom it in a little bit. Um, and uh, de- demand is rising. So then if we go look at this uh, and look at the components, look, I, and I haven't done this, so you, we're going to see this at the same time. Um, if I look for Tilray right in the middle here, it's five five point four, which is 
above the five axis and it's rising and the supply chain is down. So <clears throat> from a pure supply demand perspective, you would say that Tilray has, has a probability of rising. Look at that. Look at that divergence right there. So here's price, just closing price. Mm -hmm. Here is here is the demand uh, algorithm, and here is supply. So the reason that Til Tilray has has risen recently is because of massive short covering. There you go. Now, will it continue to rise? I don't. You know, I can't say. This is this was a pretty good uh, demand side of the equation. It's the reason that the price has done pretty well. Uh, stocks that are in below five, not my favorite. I rarely trade those because the the, the standard deviation is so They're huge wild. that yeah, yeah you're, you're the, the probability that you produce returns uh, is is challenged. But you can always look at supply and demand, and you can look at the whole group. Uh, you know, if I I were to look at the the best stock in this group, ah, it's difficult to say. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I look at market cap. So if we look at IIPR, that's interesting. Of course, it's What's in the real estate IIPR? group. Uh, that's a pot. Is that they pot do stock? lending? They do <clears throat> lending for real estate for uh, for pot. cannabis company. There you go. Wow, wow that's been killed too. I know I, everything's been I know killed. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, it's, it's true. It's not the group that I would trade, everybody. Yeah. But you can look, look. You can know when to trade them and when not to trade them by looking at supply and demand. That will always be true, and it doesn't matter what the fundamentals are. Uh, it doesn't matter whether they're in or out of the news. This will always be true. Well, one question that I think everybody has is if this is true, what about the broad market here above seven here? Now, what do we do? So, so uh, thank you, Mitch. I appreciate you asking that question. So what, what we mean by above seven. So here's the broad market. This is the way we think about uh, supply and demand across the whole market. And this is for the stocks comprising the S&P 500. So we use uh, here for price, which is this part, the gray part of the graph, is SPY. So it's the State Street S&P 500 ETF. And I'm defaulting to a 90-day view. Here is demand, same algorithm. The whole market trades between four and six most times. So if, once it goes above the red line, stocks tend to fall. When it goes below the green line, stocks tend to rise. Uh, so what, what your, your, your point here, uh, Mitch, is that here's the amount of time that the market has spent above 7.0, which is it's, it's unusual. It is very unusual, as it is very unusual for the market to drop all the way below two, like it did in June. So we had a clear market bottom, and it's you know if I expand out, I'm going to go back out to three years because there are two core conclusions about this I think that help us understand what may or may not happen in the broad market. So here's that huge bottom. Can you? See, I don't know if you can yeah, see extreme this. Extreme low there. Right. So. Every time that occurs, the market bottoms. Here is the pandemic bottom. And this is the most extreme since then. So what was the probability in June that the market would rise? Well, almost 100%. Now what is it? Well, when the market is at extreme tops like this, it yeah. could, I'm not saying that it is, but it could be the end of this. You've, it's so unusual. You missed the train. I think so. I think so. The, the probability that the market continues to do what it has done after such extreme conditions like this is limited. This was, this was a clear bottom. 
This mm -hmm. is a clear top. Could it be the end of this uh, very strong momentum market that we had? I Look, I don't know. None of us know. But yeah. mathematically, I would look at that and say, well, there's a very high probability. There's a very high probability that this great run that the market has had, yeah. it, which was great to trade, is what you know, we thought. I was up 18% in a week during July. So it was a great time to trade wow. things. But will that continue? Probably not. Probably not. That's what the math says. And I think I agree with that. Like we've been saying for the last few days, I feel like we're lying the teeth. I feel like there's an eventual China rug pull and I've tried to get bearish, but then you start seeing what's happening here with these meme stocks starting to take off again. You're like, maybe I'm wrong. You know, it feels like it's full risk on still. So I'm like, as a trader, I got to like be able to swing and I obviously admit when I'm wrong right. as well, but it's just been a difficult couple of days, a few days here. If you're trying to be short, especially in some of these beaten down names, because those things are going up. No question. And that's what happens in uh, any period of extreme enthusiasm. And it can take years or it can take a month, as it did this time around. Any time that you begin to see behaviors that probably don't reflect a good grasp of reality, it's probably a bubble. And that can be in a very short period of time. It can be over a longer period of time. So here are the I have there are 17 stocks that I put in a meme stock portfolio. And uh, I mean, Avis has been unbelievable. It's one of the stocks that uh, that that we have consistently found in what we call our momentum portfolio. Mm -hmm. And look at this. You could say from from mid-July, from options expirations in July, all the way to present, uh Avis has been, CAR has been a tremendous stock to trade. This is, this divergence, this falling supply and rising demand is the classic thing that people who use edge look for. That produces returns. But it also tells us that this period could end with August options expirations. I'm not saying it will, but that's about a week and a half away. So is that the end of the run? Is it from one options expirations period to the next one? They turn. Maybe. You're right. They, we see that again and again. They turn on these over options and over. expirations. Like it's such an important day. There's so much money jockeying on that day. And there's so much volume on those days. Those are, And that's where you get these extreme moves sometimes too. They're often turning points. Right. And and they're underappreciated. Most, uh, most market commentators do not understand how much money is tied to the options market, and it gets short shrift. Uh, it's, you know, it's a very important thing to watch. Talking uh, about the expirations, uh, how about the June expiration, right? Uh, that's exactly. The quad, the, the quad witch, right? That was, that was, thanks. I don't know what the third Friday was looking at my calendar here, but uh, Tim, before we let you go, I just want to, I want to just talk about the importance of, of trade size and volume. And that a oh, lot sure. of times when I'm looking for, <laughs> Uh, when I look at stocks like, uh, you know, HKD and AMTD, mm -hmm. you can tell where, well, that where people are getting in, you know, like the volume, right. the volume pumps up and then it has like the good day afterwards, but it's, it's kind of on less volume. And then right. you kind of have that indecision day, right? Where it just kind of hangs out, doesn't do anything, but the volume really comes down. And then when I look at that, I'm like, ho, 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 you know, what's it, you know? That the bag holders are going to learn pretty soon they're going to be bag holders. Talk about the importance of trade size. Okay, we'll do. And here, by the way, 
is the June expiration. This, this was June expirations. You can see, see these little uh, green uh, rectangles or squares. Uh, uh -huh. That is expirations. We put, it, we put it on the broad sentiment chart in edge. So you will always know. And what happened there? Well, that was just about the bottom of the market. You can see uh, this is the supply side. We had extreme levels of short volume. And I won't forget your question about trade size. And look what happened. Okay. It plunged and demand rose. And that was the bottom. It was right at quad witching. Did that have something to do with it? Well, nobody mentioned it, but I think so. I think that was the point where folks thought, okay, well, let's reset risk hedges and let's leverage into uh, equities again. Now, will that end? I don't know. Uh, the supply side is still very light compared to what the trend has been. That tends to give the market support. So let's go to trade size. This is, it's one of the core things that we focus on. So uh, here, and here's what I mean by this. Not, you know, every, people may mean other things than I do uh, about this, but one of the core things that we measure is the amount of money per trade. It's very important. So I was trying to buy top build on Friday. So here, these What's are the, the two symbol stuff. on that? I don't even know yeah, what the symbol is on that. It's BLD. B BLD. <clears throat> I was going to go TBLD. Right. So here, and here's why I bought it. So you see this, this uh, volatility figure here? This is the spread between the average intraday high and low in BLD. And it was down 5%. Now, it doesn't mean that I will make money on it, but I bought it because it went down that much. And if I look at the supply demand equation at 10, and short volume on the way down and below 50%. And here's the trade size. See this? It trades $6,600 at a time. And I could not fill a trade for more than that. I tried over and over and over. I put in marketable in, limited orders, and it's got a big spread. And my price never was met. When I cut the trade size to about 35 shares, all of a sudden, my trade started to fill. And I, I bought quite a bit of it. Look, it may not work. Uh, but... This, that's the importance of understanding how the market works. If you try to buy more than 100 shares of this stock, you will not get a good price and you will have a very hard time filling the trade. But if I put in a marketable limit order that is between the best bid and offer for that size, about $6,500 worth, I'm going to get filled and I will get the best price. Well, those are very important things to know as a trader. And who talks about those things? Uh, you do, Dennis. Uh, you know, Joel, you talk about these things too. Uh, but the most people don't know this. And here's why I bought it. See this? Demand at 10, supply falling, price down 5%. Is there a chance that it goes up 2, 3, 4% today? Well, yeah, <laughs> there is that chance. And that's all I'm after. So that's how I trade with, uh, with Market Structure Edge. It's, uh, I'm going to look at the demand side, the supply side, the size, how much trade, how much money can I uh, execute in a trade, and what is the intraday volatility. You put all of these things together, and it improves the probability that you, you can execute profitable trades. And you don't have to worry about whether Congress is blowing the public fisc uh, like it did over the weekend or anything else that's going on. Taiwan. Ukraine, the state of the economy, whether the bottom's in, you don't have to worry about any of those things. All you have to know are those things. How much does the price change? What's the trade size? And what's the supply-demand balance? 
Then you want to look at the broad equation. Where's the market? Well, at 7.0, the probability that the market goes up another 10% is almost zero. Mm. Not quite, but it's almost zero. That's how I, that's what I do every day. I look, look at these conditions. I mean, this, your systems are all built on probabilities, which is what the best systems yep. are all built on. And I mean, right. you know, we have Rob Friesen, he talks stock odds with Joel. And, you know, and obviously I've got my own systems, which I probably yep. don't have as many numbers to, but it's still all probabilities. I mean, that's right. the that's the correct way to approach the markets to try to have long-term success in this business is to come in with probabilities because you can't come in yep. as like, oh, I'm going to get rich on this and I'm going to buy this. You can't come with that mindset. You got to come in, okay, what's the probabilities? Is this run continuum? Am I late to the party? You know, analyzing from those perspectives and yep. analyzing the risk reward. And that's what you're looking at the most probably, Tim, is, you yep. know, the risk reward and controlling that risk. And then that gives you the edge. Exactly right. Uh, I could look at, you know, here and another great case in point is Crocs, uh, which is a, a Boulder, Colorado company, uh, maker of the footwear favored by chefs in the kitchen. Uh, but I, it, 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 it's to your point, risk and reward. So I owned it. I continue, you know, I, I sold it on Friday because I, I don't like risk. I had a nice return. And could I hold it over the weekend? Well, yeah, but I can buy it again today. So yeah. that's how I think about it all the time. I'm constantly thinking about what is my risk and what is my reward? Is it, That's a great way to put it, Dennis. And uh, the people who chase meme stocks are not rich people. The rich people are the people who are very who pay a lot of attention to risk and reward. And that's what you should do as a trader. Be very aware of those things. Tim, I like what you just said there, too. And something we don't say a lot on the show, but it's like, you know, I'm out and I can rebuy it, though, today. You didn't like the risk over the weekend? Well, that's OK. Don't hold over the weekend, but you can rebuy here today on those same stocks. And, you know, maybe, you know, it moves a little bit against you. But at the same time, I mean. If, you know, if you're worried about overnight risk, you can be a full-on day trader. And, you know, if you're worried about a China headline hitting overnight, doesn't mean you can't be long all day and then get to cash. And then, oh, that right. headline didn't come. Okay, it's go time here again. So, exactly. I mean, there is ways to minimize that risk as well. So, great point. Yep. You can, you, you can always buy something tomorrow, uh, but you can't get back what is gone. And so that's, I always think about that on Fridays. You know, what is my willingness to stay in a position over the weekend uh, when I don't, when I can't control the outcome over the weekend? Well, I tend to not have a lot of exposure over weekends for that reason. It's not always the case. I mean, if all the, you know, all the supply demand curves are look like this, the broad market looks like that. I can look across the whole dashboard. All the sectors look like that. Then I'm not going to be concerned. But when it's seven days, it's over 7.0. The likelihood that I'm going to leave all of my money exposed to the market over the weekend is zero. Not going to do it. Definitely. Now, I would definitely tell everyone to go ahead and check out Market Structure Edge. You guys can check it and you don't even need a credit card. So go ahead. If you wanted to see the data that we were just explaining, go ahead and check it out yourself. All right. Thank you, Tim. Like always, we'll have, have a good you back week, on. guys. Good to see uh, you. All right, let's go ahead. Let's dive on into a little bit of some ticker time. So go ahead and drop sure. in some tickers if you guys got some. We got about three minutes here for Show me those meme uh, stock tickers because I don't trade these things that much. And I'm just looking. And obviously, the one thing, if you're trading these things, don't get caught holding the bag. There will be an eventual rug pull and Bed Bath & Beyond AMC. Mm -hmm. Those are your leaders. You start seeing AMC and Bed Bath & Beyond, the rug pull happens there. Then you start bailing on these other stocks too. And that can happen right after the open. So keep AMC. If you're trading any of these other memester stocks, 
keep AMC, keep Bed Bath & Beyond on your screen. If they get the gap and go, go on other, these, these other stocks are going to pick up. Again, you see how I'm looking at it? It's relationships. I'm not looking at it like, oh, you know, this is, you know, and analyze the fundamentals. I'm just looking at, I've got a relationship with AMC and Bed Bath & Beyond driving the bus right now and a bunch of Wall Street bet stocks and the rest of the stocks may play catch up here. And there's some that maybe like Joel saying, the pot stocks haven't gone yet. Maybe that's the potential to go yet. So, um, so yeah, so give us some few of those stickers. All right. Well, I'll, I'll see what I see in the chat and I'm going to kind of mention it there. Uh, someone wanted to mention the Rev, maybe Revlon. That's already kind of had its move, but I, you know what? If you wanted to be in it, Joel, I can see triple bottom, 720, yeah, 735, just... bankrupt companies. Those are sexy all of a sudden right now, Joel, <laughs> or companies that are potentially going bankrupt. I mean, it's not something I want to invest in. Could you trade it? You could. I don't know if I'm chasing it though. 720. I'd stop myself up below seven. I'd use right. uh, I'd look at I'd use nine is a big number. Uh just breaks out through there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to buy it on strength, I'd just look at that. Couple highs, the highs, uh, not quite the high from last week, but keep an eye on nine, couple highs just below that one. BGFE, big five. It's been beat up, and you know what? <sighs> Man, it's just like, it's such a bad report, and they're not buying outdoor stuff right now. They're not buying toys. They're not doing anything. The one thing you have great support down here is like 1039, the low, then 1060. You're 1102, the close, 1111 trade this morning. I think I'd stop myself out at those lows. You could try it. You'd stop yourself out like at 1030, so you're getting a little bit of risk. There's 7% risk. Um, It could turn around, but it doesn't have the momentum going with it right now. But it has the potential. It looks like the big the big boys have interest in the ten handle. Uh, the last three monthly lows, ten thirty nine to ten ninety five. So, if you want to risk a buck at eleven, stop yourself out at ten. But uh, that's where that's where uh, I found support. Also, over the last three months, I don't think you could look for any major upside here until you clear thirteen and a quarter. Three monthly highs right there. It's been in the trading range, coming near the lower end of the trading range. Um, one that I would call out, uh, Wish and maybe Neg, uh, N-E-G-G. N-E-G-G. Never traded this one. You got a new one for me. Here. W- wish. What Wish is, where is that thing? Holy. When you this wish upon a, a dis- star, man. This was a wishing disaster. When, when you wish upon well. a star. Yeah. I mean, long term, this thing is... <laughs> Probably. I mean, if there's anything that wants to go, though, maybe. I mean, yeah, that's you know what? The dogs are barking. It's nothing more doggy than Wish. And what's so the other one? BBIG. Holy mackerel. Remember that BBIG? And I said something bad about it at five when it was five or six bucks on the show. And I yeah, said, I we, think it's going back. We don't down. talk about I had that like one. 25 people reach out to me that I was an idiot. And I'm going to, you know, and, and I'm going to miss this big boat now. It's literally 70 cents. What so about SOS? Right on that one. So I don't know. You're getting really doggy of doggy with some of these things. Yeah. Maybe too doggy even for me. SOS. I've traded this one, but a long time. I think it fits the bill. Beat up, starting to turn up about four percent here this morning. These all beat. These all fit the bill for about- stocks that could have a little lift here. But again. I'm going to say you've got to keep AMC and GME and Bed Bath Beyond yeah, on forefront. your screen because if you get the rug pull there, you got to be quick to get out of these things. They're all hot potatoes and they're all probably going lower six months from now. But right now, they're, you know, the, they've gotten starting to pick up some steam and they're getting hot again, but they're hot. Potatoes, the information on this rates. show is for informational purposes only. Hey, say that. Please consult please. your own financial please. advisor. 
before making any investment, trading, breakfast, lunch, or dinner snack decisions. Please. That's true. All right. Joel's scared of all these things, and I am too. But they're fun to trade right now. Definitely, definitely. Um, Now, I would do like to take a second before you give your numbers, Joel. Let's play. Um, Well, definitely want to go ahead and get into, of course, um, we will be of course, doing the swing trading challenge. That's going to be uh, intro to swing trading on March, uh, on August 18th. I'm just trying to pull it up here for you guys. I want to go ahead and preview this. Uh, Joel, what else is going to be what, talked about on what that just intro happened, to swing trading? Before we leave, what just happened with NVIDIA? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Breaking news time? Pull. We have a rug pull already. We're already getting the start? Now it's his preliminary That's why the spoos are tanking NVIDIA. too. Yeah, Good oh yeah. Call. NVIDIA just hammered, hammered, hammered. This just happened right at 9 a.m. So two minutes Morning? ago. What they came here? out. They lowered guidance, I think, here. Right now. CNBC hasn't even I'm picked pulling it up, it up yet. Here for They're us. still talking. This is serious. This is a serious rug pull. So everything we just tell on the show, ignore it all. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, seriously. You don't want to see a rug pull from <laughs> NVIDIA here right now. This is not good news. So yeah, we got to be cautious even. This could bring the market even red here. So I got you guys right here. All right, I got. I did. I'm, go, I'm Joel, missing time here. Now. I gotta let it go. China, That's a rug gotta... pull, not from China, but Nvidia is another bad one to have a rug pull on. All right, so Nvidia Yikes. announcing preliminary financial second quarter results here. Uh, second quarter revenue at six point seven billion versus the outlook of eight point one zero billion. Of huge miss there on revenue. Uh, shortfalls on Outlook, primarily uh, driven by weaker gaming revenue. Of course, we kind of knew that one, but didn't expect it down this much. Uh, pre-announcements definitely getting hit hard. Second quarter results are expected to include approximately 1.32 billion of charges for inventory and related reserves, and looks like the May revenue outlook of 8.1 billion being the focus here, missing there by about 19%. We'll see what happens there in nvidia got to be careful now it just changes everything i mean this is you know a serious rug pull they haven't even mentioned on cnbc so what happens is the whole world gets the news and cnbc is always late to the party so you get a flush and then sometimes you get a little relief pop and then cnbc which everybody watches mentions it breaking news 10 minutes later and they get the subsequent flush you see all we needed dennis was you to get bullish that's That's it it. i was trying i've been bearish for a week i try to get bullish for one hour and this is what happens they pull it out this is how easy it happens So again careful here careful so i'll just say you know obviously you know there's you know this is changes some things changes some circumstances but you know let's see what they do more information are they going to buy the dip in nvidia are they going to ignore this they haven't even mentioned it on CNBC here yet, so it's coming. I'd be cautious here, though. Now, again, you know, this is why you have to be a trader. You have to be able to move around. New information comes in. This NVIDIA changes me from, like, full-on risk off to, like, or full-on trying to get a little bit more risk on to, like, okay, no. Again, this is, you know, one of the leaders, and, you know, you can't have the leaders lagging. Yeah, I think the, the big thing now to watch is that we've been going up all pre-market and it feels like we might have gotten the peak at least for the day, at least for me. I think we just hard to make in... that call. Yeah, but we'll see. This we'll is see. bad. It's down 14 bucks here right now. Like I said, they haven't even mentioned on CNBC yet. So the whole world doesn't even know yet. We're giving it to you here. <laughs> but the majority well, of traders are watching CNBC. La, la, la. Oh, it's a nice day in the market. La, 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 la. Until you get the breaking news and videos lowering. Breaking guidance. news. All it's right, coming. well, 
Definitely not. One thing I definitely want you guys to check out is the swing trading with pre-market prep introduction, August 18th. Uh, I also got a trailer for you guys to check on out. Dennis, have a good trading day. We'll definitely see you tomorrow. Okay. And I know you. that a lot of people are going to keep up with your Twitter today, like always, Triple D Trader. Yeah. It's Give a rug a pull. We got a rug pull, not from China, from NVIDIA, the NVIDIA rug pull. All right. We'll see what happens there. But Kramer's still talking. He doesn't stop talking. He's like me. Okay. Yeah, he but. takes over. All right. Well, I will give you guys a little bit of some preview of what you guys can see at that swing trading event. I'm going to go ahead and play the trailer here. Get on out of here and get you guys over to live trading. Like always, I want you guys to come on with us. Uh, Lord Ryan, of course, myself, Zunaid. We'll keep trading. We've been really hot lately. Let's keep it hot like we've been doing. And we've been trading everything, everything from meme stock movers to some higher priced names. Uh, last week, we did some swing trading. So if you guys want to come on over, come check it on out. And if you want to check out some more swing trading, go ahead and, of course, check out the introduction to swing trading with pre-market prep. Go to premarketprep.com, and you guys can enter the pre-MP P10 for a 10% uh, percent discount. Are you tired of being sucked into momentum stocks just as the momentum turns the other way? Do you not have a big enough account or tired of the complexity for options trading? Well, join Free Market Prep's introduction to swing trading. This is going to get me fired up. Learn event-driven trading, seasonality, sympathy trading, and you can stay on top with optimal hedging strategies. So welcome back, Spencer Israel from the Sparky Hiatus and learn along with Tim as he hones his trading and investing skills. August 18th, 12 p.m. Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern. You think you learn a lot every day listening to pre-market prep? Learn how to become an investor that can survive the swings, ups and downs in this volatile environment. We'll see you guys there. Don't miss it. Premarketprep.com. Now it's time for some live trading action. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done.